Dom, baby. <clears throat> All right, what's the big news this week? I don't know if I have any news. Oh. Uh, I, um, I'm about. I finished Game of Thrones, the the, the book, and then I'm uh, halfway through Clash, Clash of Kings. Kings. The second one, and I'm also reading Good Omens. So I'll, I'll probably finish that today. Clash of Kings. Did you read Good Omens? Nope. What's that about? That's the Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett uh, book about the end of the world. Hmm. Interesting. Neil Gaiman said, "Leave George R. R. Martin alone. He's not your slave." I mean, I agree with that to a, a point. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, in, I don't think you need to go out there and like yell at George R. R. Martin uh, and call oh, no, him a fat ass him, and harass but, um, him. But there is some sort of social contract. I feel like he entered into by starting a story um, that he hasn't finished yet. So you, you, I feel like you, he, it's not like he owes you anything, but it's okay to be upset. Yeah, that he probably is going to finish this story. Yeah, I don't think um like that's just like it's like getting the, your story your grandfather starting a story when you're like five years old. He's like, oh, I'll finish it tomorrow, but then he never finishes it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think it's should necessarily harass him because I mean, whatever, he's just doing his thing. But um, I mean, don't go out of your way to support him on all this other side shit. He yeah, does. no, no, like, you don't um, need to do that. Like uh, well, you don't he fire and blood, world of ice and fire. Pirate that shit. That's what I did. Come at me, Penguin. Who's his publisher? I don't know. Penguin. I don't know. We'll, we'll say Penguin Classics. Yeah, I don't, they seem to publish everything. Just like everything else, it's There's all... There's only like really three or four real publishers. Yeah, every other business in the world, everything's just been consolidated to a few monopolies. Are you going to go on a rant about corporations and monopolies right now? Nope. I'm going to say, hands do not summon us, but desire... This is the cult of Space Force. <laughs> Desire. <laughs> no, we're a cult now. Welcome to the cult, everyone. I want to be more like the Destro figure. You can be Caleb Commander. Oh, all right. Is he like a cult leader? He's He gets clowned on a lot by well, everyone I mean, like, else the, involved in the organization. The car, I mean, the cartoon Cobra Commander definitely is like a comedic figure. Mm-hmm. It really, Cobra is just kind of a joke in the cartoons, but you know, in the... Because if they made him too serious, then kids would be like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only, it's a terrorist organization. There's only so much you can reasonably do in the 80s. Although, <laughs> I will say that you know, G.I. Joe was a very forward-thinking organization. They had women in combat roles 30 yeah. years ahead of its time. Yeah, they um, they even hung out with like black people. And stuff. <laughs> they let them like, drink in the same cantina. It's crazy. Pretty crazy for the 80s. Oh yeah, I guess I'll be the cover commander figure. Um, Kid's a commander. That's who I am now. Hmm. Nice. Thought you I had no stuff to you talk got, about. You got nothing, do you? I don't know. There's a big protest going on in Hong Kong. Uh, there's a fucking nationwide strike in uh, Sudan. I didn't realize that Saudi Arabia just had their fingers in everything in that region. Well, I mean, yes, the, the Saudis do. China is getting their fingers in everything, too. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so just like with business, where there's just a few monopolies that control everything, it'll be like United States, Saudi Arabia, and China. Well, probably not Saudi Arabia, but yeah. I mean, they're trying really hard, it seems like. Yeah, good for them. (laughs) We'll help them out. We'll give them like... um, uh, No, I mean, their power only waxes as long as Trump is in in, in power, I think. No, because most of the presidents we've had have helped them out. Yeah, but not to the extent that, you know, like Trump is giving them the, the leash that they have right now. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, whatever. We fucking love Saudi Arabia for some reason. Oil. That's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking, we watched Crush Groove 
Yeah, like, we sure did. Body moving. Body moving. A1, A1 sound, sound and it. you know we crushed grooving. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, this is the totally accurate true story of how Def Jam Records started. <laughs> I, mm, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Why do you think... Um, I got There's like a real big question I want to get into before we actually break everything down, but go ahead, what were you saying? Why do you think uh, Russell Simmons didn't actually play himself? I'm assuming he's not a good actor, would be my guess. Yeah, I've tried to look it up. Rev Run like, actually was a little bit surprised. He was decent compared to everybody else. He's not Rev Run yet. He's just Run. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to give mean, him his title. <laughs> in real life now, he's a reverend. Which, I mean, he was the same motherfucker like crazy in this movie. <laughs> well, isn't, um, uh, isn't Curtis Blow a reverend too? Is he? I think he is. All right. Well, he did have, like the the song that they showcased for Curtis Blow in this is the "If I Rule the World," and he just, which is a pretty preachy song to be honest. I like that it has like class consciousness in it. <laughs> it's interesting to think about. Well, I mean, a time period when people were aware of class. What about Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five? The yeah. message, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, even in the, the "This Is America" of its day. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is America is, I feel like, a really sloppy attempt at <laughs> the message. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, the message is, like, fucking <clears throat> totally dialed in, dialed in, like, direct message. This is what I'm trying to say. This is America was, like, uh, look at how artistic it is. But really, it seems like just like a shotgun full of paint. It's like there's political commentary in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if I care for Childish Gambino that much. You gonna fight him now? No, I mean he seems like a nice guy and he's funny. Um, he's talented or whatever, but he's not that talented. <laughs> I just remember like when he first started doing Childish Gambino. And he just had like the goofiest raps of all time. It was all just bad punchlines. Like I'm trying to be Lil Wayne or something. And then his like first like full length album, like Camp, I think it's called. It's fucking garbage. I don't <laughs> understand. Like I just never thought he would have a rap career. Well, he showed you. I, I guess. I mean, um, whatever producers and stuff he's working with now, or at least like experimenting with different sounds. But I still don't think he's that good of a rapper. He's alright singer though. This is our podcast about uh Donald Glover and the problems I have with him. Donald Glover fight me. Uh I'm pretty sure I'd fuck him up pretty bad. Yeah, I don't he's think only, he's, he's, he's a like little guy. Size. But uh I mean don't fight me. He made a movie with Rihanna. So that's Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Guava Island. I guess it's a movie. It's more like a really long music video. Kinda, yeah. Because it's got This Is America in it and some of the other songs. Uh-huh. So it's it's like a thriller sort of you know it's like the Bash Brothers, <laughs> but not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cute. It's not funny exactly. <laughs> yeah, so fucking Donald Glover's not in this movie because this is back when fucking hip hop was real. This is real shit. Uh, it's definitely not corny at all. I'm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, so. I mean, okay. I, if you, the reality <laughs> of the situation is, um, yeah, it, it was like cutting edge at the time, and you can, you know, it is like a this is a new movement, a new style of music. It is, whatever. But it's interesting to think about, even 
in this like super clean cut era of hip hop where like it wasn't really that threatening or challenging just because it was black people black culture <laughs> the the people were like oh we we got to get this we can't have our kids listen to this shit and when they're like all you can eat <laughs> <laughs> all you can eat <laughs> yeah like most of it's cute like even like LL Cool J like being cocky as shit and like I'm you know I'm the best give me the bop like he's still just cute yeah I don't know. <laughs> it was weird it's weird to think that everyone's just like oh, oh my shit. god the streets are gonna burn down <laughs> like I get it in a couple years when NWA comes out yeah like it's but, a little bit different but <laughs> but like this period it's like really <laughs> this is what you're scared of really really damn how the time mm. how the times have changed. Mm. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like when you go back and listen to like when rock and roll first started to become popular and people were f- freaking out about that. And they're like, hey, I'm going to talk my baby down to the... <laughs> I want to hold your hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. They're going to hold hands. <laughs> Teenagers holding hands. My God. Um, Yeah, but I... Yeah, I guess that's just the way it goes. Anything time something new comes The way about, it goes, huh? The, the, the Is that a keyboard trial reference? I guess the uh, the establishment's just like well, I don't know. It's pretty terrifying. <laughs> they might say something bad about us, about society. Yeah, we just talked about that. The message. Uh-huh. And Curtis Blow's song in this, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. <clears throat> and speaking of class consciousness, I like that. Uh, so the beginning of the movie, they cut uh, the King of Rock, the Run DMC song, and like fucking everyone is like, "Damn, this is fucking bop!" Like all over the city, and they show Run DMC at their job at the car wash. And Run gets fired, and then so everyone at the car wash is like, Psh, we quit. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's good, not going to happen. That's good class solidarity. <laughs> like, not, how dare you fire Run? Not in 2019, man. Yeah, this is Reagan era, so they probably like, even those like 16-year-old kids had sa- more savings than I do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're black, so I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there was one white kid there breakdancing. <laughs> Yeah. I want to talk about, like, before we get too much in the movie, like, who are we supposed to root for in this movie? Because it seems like Russell is, like, a dick. He, like, makes stupid decisions the entire movie. Like, yeah, he gets he, pissed that Ron brings did. up Sheila E. And then later goes on to, like, record her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still pissed at Ron. You know, he gives Ron a bunch of shit for bringing Sheila E. on stage. Yeah. He uh, borrows a bunch of money from, uh, from like, a loan shark, even though uh, old Ricky Rubin tells him not to. You know what I mean? He just makes stupid fucking decisions, and like he learns nothing in this movie. And at the end, Run apologizes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably because executive produced by Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie's a goddamn mess. It also, is like, a mess the, too, because there is like the Fat Boy plot has no impact <laughs> on the actual plot of the movie. Yeah, I think it's just there to add runtime. Well, no, I, I think they're. The, it was also they're trying to push the Fat Boys. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, you know it's I mean? obviously they're. Pro- I mean, like the, as, and Sheila E as well. Yeah, I mean, as a showcase for like a bunch of artists, it's it's fine. Like, Mm-hmm. works in that sense but as like a movie as a story it just does not work yeah well the showcase for artists working that's all thanks to curtis blow because he's the music supervisor mm-hmm. for the movie oh uh, you can tell he's the best because he wears like uh deep v's and stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a serious guy he's also like the only person in the movie that uh seems to care about anybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true uh, he's like, oh, fat boys, don't worry, I got you. He's like, oh, Ron, why are you being so mean to your brother? And he's like, hey, Russell, why are you being so mean to your brother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Daryl McDaniel's a little bit too, DMC. Yeah, he's true. a little bit like, come on, man. He's like, why are you being so hard on Ron? <laughs> why are you being a boy? He was just kind of like, 
You do what I say, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Um, so, I do happen to think the uh, New York 80s hip-hop, I appreciate it for what it is, but it is, like, corny. I've never been super into it. But uh, watching this movie, I was like, you know what? Run DMC does kind of slap. I could definitely oh, see, yeah, like, yeah. Run DMC, like, coming on and people in the club just, like, fucking losing their minds because it is just kind of like... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is Run's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's like, oh, I, I get it now. Yeah, because I never, I always thought, like, they had a really dynamic look, and I liked the, the like, the showman nature of Run DMC, but I was like, people really just fucking used to get up and, like, feel this shit? But, like, never really hit me like that. Watching this, I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, that said, though, um... New York in the 80s, black, white, Asian, Puerto Rican, doesn't matter. No one knew how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone like seems to have the weirdest rhythm in this movie. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. as far as uh, 80s movies with the predominantly black ass that we watched uh, set in New York, The Last Dragon is a way better movie. Both directed by Michael Schultz. Yeah, which is surprising. Well, I mean, this one's just to promote how cool Def Jam is. I guess. I just feel, I don't know. There's a little, it feels like there's more, and they just, they didn't, didn't try. Oh, you mean this movie's got Curtis Blow, Run DMC, Rick Rubin. Yeah. You see him in his underpants. <laughs> oh, whoa, sexy. Um, Fat Boys, Sheila E. New edition. New edition. <laughs> <laughs> when the when it cut to the new edition scene, their performance, or actually, in the beginning, in the t- titles where it's like, and the special performance by new edition, I was like, oh my god, new edition. Voice <laughs> Bobby Brown. And then yeah, his, they go to his performance and it's Bobby Brown. I'm like, man, he just fucking. I sure can't wait until crack gets invented. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to, to I forgot like New Edition was like such a like Jackson Five kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like a real boy band, yeah. like wimpy. And it's like, yeah, fucking. There's Bobby Brown. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> he has no idea the monster he's gonna turn into. <laughs> I was hoping they're gonna play my favorite New Edition song, which is uh. Have you seen the rain? No, I like that song. I don't like that. They had recorded that in '85. No, I don't think so either. It's weird that I guess this we talk about Bobby Brown for a second. Uh, it's all right. So he does New Edition for a few years, right? Mm-hmm. It's like '90 or so is when he goes solo. Yeah, I think he's like uh, my prerogative, and um, like. He like helps Paul Abdul get popular, you know, and then he starts Whitney Houston pops off, and then he just kind of like doesn't have a career aside from being Bobby Brown and being crazy, right? I mean, I feel like that's a lot true. Like a lot of artists get to a point where they just don't ever really seem to, you know, do anything else. They mm-hmm. just kind of continue. Well, it's so he also became a bit of like a sex symbol with his solo stuff. Yeah. Because he could dance and he like put on weight and like got buff, but he's just here he is in his cummerbund and <laughs> <laughs> his sequins jacket. Yeah. <laughs> the eighties were a weird time. Oh, also that uh, the little homie who is dressed kind of like MC Hammer that's doing like a hip hop rockabilly song. Yeah, <laughs> I was feeling that shit. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? 
That kid was more experimental than like anyone else in the movie. <laughs> the Fat Boys had a song about all you can eat. I really fucking liked that scene. I was like, I would love to go to three. All you can eat, Sbarro. Hell yeah, because um, I forgot. I haven't been to Sparrow in such a long time. Me either. But I forgot that they had like real food, like real pasta dishes and stuff. I don't think they really like, do anymore. I was like, man, from. I can get down all the carbs for my entire week. It was grossing me out because they were putting plates on top of pieces of Isis. Uh, I didn't bother me too much. You know, I figured the plates probably like steam washed. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever worked in a restaurant? I mean, Starbucks is the closest. Yeah. Nah. Um, it's good for you to be wary about plates touching your food because like the guys, dudes in the back washing the dishes are just like spray, spray. Put it on a dish rack, spray, spray, put it on a dish rack, and then all right, close the steamer. Yeah. Right, this shit's clean now. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? You got to get stronger. And the best way to do that is germs. <laughs> so Everyone knows that. Yeah, get your germy plates on your food. And as mentioned last week, make sure you and your partner spit directly into each other's mouths. Yeah, right. Uh, that's actually going to be the first design of our first t-shirt design. Because I've actually been drawing it out. <laughs> two people spitting into each other's mouths. Oh, that reminds me. Remember, um, like 20 years ago, <clears throat> you drew uh, an actual ass hat? Yeah. I found that drawing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like a... It's just a man. A little uh, cartoon man bending over, putting a top hat on he has his a ass. Top, so. Yeah, he's like on all fours. Uh, he's got a top hat on his ass. <laughs> that was like 20 years ago, huh? No. Mm. It's close to it. Yeah, maybe like... I'm rounding, but yeah. it's got to be close to 20. It's definitely like round up to 20, <laughs> I'd say. That's that. Vampires. Vampires. That was my... Oh, uh, when they were in the all you can eat. Um, I was also... It reminded me of Waitress. More butter. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of crossover between the Chopping Mall and Crush Groove, I feel like. <laughs> a lot of similar... Uh, in Chopping Mall, they have a little coffee kiosk called Crush Groove. And mm. in Crush Groove, they go to Sparrow and he the gets butter. Fat boys are like, waitress, more butter. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember the Fat Boys ever being popular in my lifetime. No, I really only kind of know so. the, of them from this movie, to be honest. So I don't think this movie probably didn't work in their favor. Same thing with Sheila E. Yeah. Uh, which is I mean, understandable. Like, her, the like, s- songs they showcase of hers, the first one, um, I was feeling it because she had the like non-ramp on. Yeah, where she's like, like talking about kissing on your spine and like. You yeah, know, I was I mean, like, I'll cool. say this though. Like, I was trying to do like when I was listening to the melody. I'm like, man, you can put any word you want to this melody, and it would still work. Hell yeah, those are the best songs. <laughs> then you get it remixed. <laughs> um, but you're you're absolutely like showcasing her as like this new hot item in rap. I guess like the interesting part is just how many instruments she played and like her her musicality, but. Her her rapping was not that impressive. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, <laughs> runs like you think anybody can rap. He's like, yeah, I can rap. Anybody can do it. It's so easy. And then she immediately does a rap. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, anyone could do it, huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I, I, she was I, like, I, yeah. So um, I understand why they wanted to showcase her because she's new up and coming artist, and I'm sure they like rap actually rap. liked her. Says so she, because um. I mean, she was, like, really charming and, yeah. like, interesting. It's just, like, man, her music wasn't very good. You just described Katy Perry. Trying to be, like, female prince or something. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, the costumes and, like, the 
experimentation in air quotes that her music was you know experimental. It wasn't experimental. It was just pop trash. But uh, she went you that, that scene where she's uh, rapping for Run. I thought she's funny as fuck doing all the voices. And yeah, stuff. that was funny. <laughs> like James Brown stuff yeah. at first. I was like, this, she's pretty talented. She should just be an actor. But uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't recall her having too much success either. So this movie really is a mess and a failure. It didn't work on the level of promoting these two acts, and then also. Just kind of made Russell Simmons look like a dick. <laughs> it did make Russell, yeah. although and incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> although he does, I mean, he seems like he might be a dick anyway. Well, didn't he get me to, hashtag me too? Some I feel like I remember reading that, but so many people yeah. had so much dirty laundry aired out that I can't remember anymore. Yeah, um, I'll just say, sure he did because that's safer than saying he didn't. <laughs> it's much more likely. A man in a position of power abused that power? No, never. No. Why would that happen? Not Rick Rubin, though. He just lives out in California, growing out his beard, losing his top hair. It's just migrating south for the winter. Yeah, he just never wearing shoes or pants. <laughs> I try to wear as few shoes as possible, but in Arizona it's hard. Honestly, yeah, I like tried to. I tried to be wear the smallest amount of clothes as possible at all times. That's why I quit my job. <laughs> so I don't have to get dressed anymore. Oh yeah, uh, it's just fucking summer vacation. I quit my job. <laughs> my last day. That's what I wanted to talk about. My last day was on Friday. Uh, I didn't actually go in on Friday though, so my last day was Thursday. Just cause like Thursday, like Friday, like a lot of people aren't there. Like the people I usually kick with, or whatever. And like Thursday, it was sort of like. My supervisor was kind of like, well, you don't really need to come in tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, and I was like, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it feels great. Fucking summer vacation. It's uh, just like being a kid again. I have, have no money. so It's just like being a kid again. <laughs> yeah, no plans. No vacation. Just going to play video games, work out a lot. You got to write. You got to write that. That alien script. Alien, spooky aliens, come and get you. Come take your wife. What are you going to do about it, Russell Simmons? He probably blamed on his brother. <laughs> like, Run, this is your fault. You let the aliens in. You didn't lock the front door or something. <laughs> also, Sheila E, like, kind of the same thing as Last Dragon, where, like, oh, here's this bougie lady hanging out with kids from the wrong side of the tracks. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Is that how it's presented? Because she like doesn't have any career at all before this. Yeah, but, but like, she's like, she's presented as like a real artiste. Artiste. Yeah, but she's like got her own like apartment and like the finest clothes, <laughs> and she's got her own agent and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she does definitely seems to be like, and the way she's talking down on rap because it's like, rap is crap. It's a straight Yo. movement, and so she's just like, well. Anyone can rap. That's not real music. To be a real musician, you have to have gone to Juilliard. <laughs> you know what I mean? She seems like really Yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of her presentation. I agree with you. Yeah, really but. pompous and bougie. And I hate it. And I'm glad she didn't succeed based on her movie backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over how incompetent Russell Simmons is. I just can't get over he's not in it. <laughs> he's in it? Well, he has a little cameo. Yeah. yeah. I, so why didn't he play himself? Because he's not a good actor, and I'm there's sure a lot of heavy lifting here. I guess, but like he's not really even in it. 
And they, I feel like they could have just shifted the perspective a little bit to run. That's all they really had to do. Yeah. Because he was fine. In fact, he's probably better than any of the other rappers. The Fat Boy's really good for comedic relief. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that they were comfortable being on camera with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, they weren't doing an amazing job, but it was like they just, they're fine with it. Not like uh, Daryl McDaniels, <laughs> who's just like the driest, flattest, like, hey, Russ. Why That's why he didn't have a lot of lines, yeah. I think. Well, it's also like... The dynamic of Run DMC, he's like kind of the quiet one, anyways. You know what I mean? He's mm. just like moral support for Run <laughs> in a lot of the songs. <laughs> so I guess that works. Crush Groove is the name of the record company, not Def Jam. But I like Def Jam and Crush Groove are both phrases that don't really mean anything, but kind of allude to maybe like this is a good song. It's a Def Jam, yo. It's a Def Jam, or oh, this is a Crush Groove. Um, I still don't understand how there was that coffee kiosk called Crush Groove in Shopping Mall. Unless they, that was an ex- an ag- a brand that actually existed. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can look this up. I, I probably I have no desire to do it. I guess I will because I want to know. Mm, I don't care. So they record the uh, biggest bop of the summer, uh, King of Rock with Run DMC. I don't have enough money to press any records, so probably... Should have sat on the recording a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> At least like a couple of days to see if they could get money together to press it. I guess they wouldn't have known that it was going to be hit if they didn't just drop it. But this, I guess they just didn't seem to know what they were doing. I, I mean, then well, and then Russell goes to his dad for money. Yeah. And I feel like he just does a terrible job of explaining the situation to his dad. Well, he doesn't really explain. He just makes it seem like... He just wants money. Yeah, it just makes it seem like he wants money. <laughs> yeah, not that like, hey, um, this single's doing really well. We just need to press a few albums. People have already like pre-ordered them. We'll make the money back like immediately. Yeah, it doesn't go into any of that. It's just yeah, like, he's like, well, come on. This, we got 10,000 orders, Dad. <laughs> Everyone's loving it. Like, money, please. <laughs> no, I think you could easily. Uh, also, like, I was thinking, though, he asked his dad. He's like, oh, I just need like $5,000. And I was like, Phew. Who the fuck would have five thousand dollars though? Yeah, I know. Nineteen eighty-five thousand dollars is pretty. It's that's a good chunk of change. Five thousand dollars is a crazy amount of money to me in twenty nineteen. I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, what? Why would his dad? Oh, that reminds me. Later on, like when the fat boys go to the club and they're like, ten dollars to get in. Oh, and they're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Ten dollars? Ten dollars. A cover charge in the eighties is ten dollars, and you know you go in there and the fucking beers are five dollars a beer. I don't know. I'm, I just don't know what the eighties were like. Because $10 seems perfectly reasonable for today's day and age. Well, I mean, it doesn't seem reasonable, but that's what everyone's going to be charging. Yeah, but this is 35 years ago. Well, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't going to be allowed to drink anyways, though, because they're too young. Yeah. As we saw earlier in the film, they're still in high school. Dissecting fetal pigs. Cooking fetal pigs. Yeah. Or Bunsen burners. Not really attending high school, though, because they're like, man, let's get out of here. <laughs> they're on the Russell Simmons plan. Mm-hmm. And the... <laughs> Like, let's go do a performance on the staircase. <laughs> and kind of, like, creep out that girl. They they creep uh, they creep on some, some ladies in this. I just, at the end, after they get the contract, and they, you know, they win the performance, sort of, and they got their own starter jackets, I was like, damn, first you get the contract, then you get the starter jackets, <laughs> then, then you, you get, get the girls, then you get the women. <laughs> 
Yeah, if this podcast takes off, we'll probably have a start. Star Trek, yes. Yeah, but I kind of want to do a recreation of the one from Return of the Living Dead, though, that says, uh, uh, fuck off or fuck you. Yeah, but Star Trek. I want mine to have a denim vest and leather sleeves. I don't know if those are cool right now. I don't know if anyone, we'll make a custom one for you. But I don't know if They're we'll all going to be custom. I don't know if we'll be able to sell too many of those. But starter jackets are never not cool. Last time I saw someone with a starter jacket, I was like, damn, what's up? Looks cool. Looking pretty cool. It was Oakland A's. There is a sex scene in this movie that I want to talk about. Why? Because it's weird. So check it out audience i know you're not watching the movies so you need me to explain them to you this is what happens uh russell is gonna get beat to death by the fur man jb jb the fur man he's a lone shark but he's got some kind of fur business <laughs> seems to be doing pretty well beaver pelts i imagine it's yeah northeast. But i'm basically you don't mess with him he's a tough guy he's like uh and he's got a whole gang of Jerry curled men to do his business. Yeah, really buff guys that with Jerry curls. Yeah, with Jerry curls and like open front shirts. So uh, one guy's got like a net, a net, one of those net things. Mm. You can see his his muscles underneath. Yeah, and uh, earlier in the night, those Jerry curl men uh, grabbed him by the testicles and told him they'll rip him off all the way if he doesn't have JB's money by the end of the night. And so Russell's like, I know what to do. I'll get this uh, Sheila E involved in my problems. <laughs> <laughs> So he runs to her apartment. He's like, hey, uh, is it cool if I like hang out, out here, here for the night? Like hide out? Um, hopefully they don't know where you live. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hopefully they don't I don't have, yeah, I don't really pay attention. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't really have um, any idea like what I'm supposed to do in this situation. So I'm just going to make sure to involve as many innocent people as possible. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. Come on in. Um, she just goes back to sleep because she's like, man, it's fucking these these. Uh, Simmons kids are fucking weird. Because <laughs> she already knows Run is a weirdo. Um, and then he just like goes into her bedroom and lights a candle. And she, immediately it's like, oh, it's romance time, huh? <laughs> so that's all. You just go in and light a candle. And it's like, ooh, okay. Well, it's a business candle. Every time you, when I light this business candle, you know it's business time. <laughs> I only light the business candle. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, I'm about so, to give you the business. I gotta write the business candle. Well, uh, Russell's also like crying a little bit, like you know, manly, like silent tears, as one does. Yeah, and she wipes them away, and as she wipes them away, he kisses her hand, and she's like, "I knew it. I knew this candle meant it was business." <laughs> <laughs> so they smash it out, and um, I'm gonna try it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, honestly, I'm gonna try it. I'm like just light, light business candles yeah, ever. I'm just like next time I hang out with a girl. Hold like, on one second, baby. Light, <laughs> light, 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 light this candle. Let me light this candle and then just stare at her and wait. And then you gotta wait, get it one tear going down one your tear. your cheek, and then she's gotta wipe it off and kiss her hand, and then it's it's on. It'll be a, as if Donkey Kong, <laughs> a thick glistering tear like Cry Baby. <laughs> I'll just have a little smile in my pocket and be like, "Don't pay attention. Close your eyes." What do you think this candle's for? Is it business time? It's business time. <laughs> and I'll put on Peaches and Cream. Remember that song? The Beck song? No. The Peaches and Cream. <laughs> Make your garbage man me. <laughs> no. <laughs> peaches and Cream. Who sang Peaches and peaches Cream? And... Beck has a Peaches and Cream song. I know it. Yeah, but I mean like the R&B hip hop one that got popular in like 2000. Oh. I keep wanting to say it's Cisco, but it's not Cisco. <laughs> it's just someone kind of likes Cisco. Let me see that. <laughs> dong, 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 dong. 
He was also uh, Cisco was also in the Wild Wild West song. <laughs> yeah, I they should have this Marada. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gun in this. They they should have had Cisco in the movie. Yeah, he could have played one of the henchmen or something. Yeah, like um, a bar owner owned the saloon. <laughs> and then they ki- spray paint hair. All right, and this is I know Wild Wild West is considered a classic, and this may be a risky choice for such a great film. But imagine, if you will, Cisco is like, he runs the saloon. Will Smith's character comes in. They have you know some banter, some back and forth, making Will Smith look real cheeky and fun. And then uh, musical number, <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I'm in it. Right in the middle of the movie, like a fucking six to ten minute long musical number. It's and like then you know what? Giant spider. Yeah, yeah, maybe giant. I guess we'll have a giant spider. There was a giant. It was a giant robot spider. Yeah. Fuck! What a movie. Uh, I wish it was in the '80s so we could watch it. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that I'll ever feel the need to watch that movie again. Wild West. Wild, Wild West. Jim West, Desperado. No, you don't want Nada. He calls himself um, a female Desperado, just so he can make it rhyme with Nada. He's like Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got he's got a funky accent on it. Oh, they don't tolerate that in Spanish-speaking countries. They'll be like, what? Which Spanish-speaking countries? Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Uh, Will Smith, not in this movie. Cisco, not in this movie. Fortunately. But we do have uh, the Beastie Boys for like a split second. Mm. It's weird that they just like cut away from them. everyone else. Got like a pretty much full performance. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, the, from Money Making Manhattan, <laughs> Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys. Aren't they technically the ones that discovered LL Cool J? Wasn't it like a mixed like a demo tape that Ad Rock or one of them was? had found in inside like rick rubin's garage or some shit oh i don't know i know they were friends with rick rubin more than like involved with def jam and then uh l cool j was like popular before most of these other guys like they in the movie they're like up and coming rap superstar l cool j right because he's got that scene where he like tries out for him well i mean run dmc and curtis blow came before l cool j yeah but like he's already like he's fucking l cool j he's already fucking l cool j at this point like everyone knows who the fuck the he ladies is. love cool J. yeah everyone knows who he is yeah i like that they, uh, he used this uh acting uh job to springboard into a long-lived career on ncsi he's on ncsi <laughs> yeah does he still wear bucket hats the last time I saw him, he had a bucket hat on, but... Man, it's cool. If you can make it, that look work for you for 30 years, that's yeah. pretty good. It's just LL Cool J and Gilligan. That's it. Gilligan? Gilligan's Isle? That guy's alive? I don't mean, I don't... It's oh, his <laughs> bucket hat. I was thought you were saying, like, that's who was on NCIS. <laughs> it was LL Cool J and the guy that played Gilligan. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then I really uh, isn't it Chris uh, the guy that played Robin in Batman and Robin? Oh, Chris uh, O'Donnell. Yeah, him. No, it's Gilligan. It's <laughs> really an ancient old man and LL Cool J, both in bucket hats. Solving <laughs> crimes. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> what a TV that's show. That's a TV show. I'd watch NCSI if that's what it was. I mean, it's on CBS, right? Yeah, of course. yeah. So they'll so they'll make those boomer fucks watch anything, and they will too. You just got to make it roughly about the military. Or cops and solving crimes. Mm-hmm. Procedural shit. I'm like, oh, we fucking love it. 
these these are the real heroes right here. These cops and these uh, children killers from the military. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. That, if they were going to do like a real like NCIS, because that's like Navy criminal investigators, whatever. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like the all the crimes would be like, all right, another third world boy was raped and murdered. <laughs> we got to figure out which soldier did it this time. Was that too dark? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you might have to cut it. But I, don't know. <laughs> it I mean, it's it's a little dark, but also mm, I mean, like, well, have you read the, the fucking <laughs> reports? Because it's well, you, you have you heard about uh, what the military does? <laughs> that man, they just go fucking crazy on those locals. Well, I mean, it's, I and their own soldiers. <laughs> And um, professional wrestlers when they stop by for a USO tour. Hooray! This man helps them cover it up. Well, you don't want to mess up the relationship, that deep relationship you have between the WWE and our military. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's like, I'm, uh, I'm almost worth $3 billion. I need to get to the three. <laughs> Hold on, let me spend half of it on uh, XFL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking Vince McMahon, you joke. I guess AEW's coming for him, though. I don't know. It seems like they're building a lot of traction, so we'll see if it works out. Because I think a lot of people are just like... Yeah, Sick of Vince McMahon. WWE fucking sucks, so can we, we see something else? Show me something real, like some ass with some stretch marks. All right, I got something on my ass. You want to see him? I mean, yeah, after the <laughs> podcast. So we'll take a look. It's on um, my flag. Grew like six inches in one year. Yeah, I remember. That's crazy. Because I was still like child sized, essentially. Pick you up and carry me around like Master Blaster. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where it's time to clown on New York City and its five boroughs or whatever that trash hellhole we just got. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to reignite the East Coast, West Coast war. <laughs> I think uh, I tried to do that a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So there's a part where Run comes back to town. He signed with Galaxy Records, which I don't... That's, that's not a real record. No, but it's probably like a reference to... Capital. Capital or something. You know. <laughs> it's funny. Like, capital Records. You fucking capitalists. <laughs> capital idea. But uh, he comes back to town because uh, uh, Curtis Blow basically is like, man, this new record sucks, even though I produced it and it sounds like Run DMC. It's just the spirit's not there. Got no Russell. We got no Rick Rubin out here in his underwear. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. And uh, he, Curtis Blow's like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm, I'm real, true. I'm, I'm day one. And Ride then, or die. Yeah, and then runs like, hmm. I better go see Sheila E. <laughs> and this is just after she got done getting, uh, getting busy. Getting she got her, business time. Yeah, she got her back blown out by Russell Simmons. Of course, that that scene had to be in the movie because Russell Simmons is like, "Listen, this is 1985. I'm just fucking, I'm painting all the cheeks. I'm just spraying the walls of every pussy I see. <laughs> we need to get this in the movie from the windows. Yeah, to the walls. Especially women that I'm trying to sign and uh, further their careers and make sure all of them get this dick." <laughs> And everyone's like, damn, you sound like a real cool guy, Russell Simmons. <laughs> Anyways, um, what I wanted to bring up is when he uh, pulls up to her uh, little brownstone or whatever they call those fucking 
dumb New York buildings that people live in. <laughs> uh, he just leaves his car, his Cadillac parked straight up in the middle of the street. Is that like, people do these garbage people in New York do that? <laughs> yeah, because people in New York don't have to drive. <laughs> There's so many cars parked on that street. Like, no one's going to go down that road? <laughs> no one? That's their problem. That's not Run's Is that problem. Just like Run's a famous uh, hip-hop musician now. Do you think that's like a, a dumb movie thing? or is I think it, it's a, Yeah, it's a dumb movie oh, thing. It's not just like everyone in New York's a fucking idiot? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm thinking you're going to need to provide me with some more evidence than that. Oh, uh, here. Like, my favorite part for this is immediately Run goes upstairs to see she he gets inside the apartment and sees the bed is like messy. He's like, oh, she fucked my brother. She's <laughs> also got like um, lace curtains and shit around her bed. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like a good place for business. <laughs> like, it's like, well, this is pretty romantic in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess he doesn't know that it's his. Well, maybe he puts two and two together because when he knocks on the door, she's like, Russell. I guess, but like, like, still, the bed is just messy. You're just assuming that she was fucking in there. I don't get it. Yeah, because as you know, when people sleep normally by themselves, they're completely tucked in. They don't no movement at all. Everything's perfectly pristine. When you get out of bed, you just gotta like <laughs> slide <fold> out. He's <laughs> folded back a little bit, and he's like, "Oh no, this is definitely. Oh no, oh my god, does she even have butt cheeks now? <laughs> oh god, look at how messy it is." She's like, you gotta help run. And he's like, I ain't gotta do shit. You do it. You fucked him. And she slaps him. Which is pretty good. There's uh, a scene, like, or immediately after that, uh, Run does one of those, like, scare tactic things a little bit. And I was like, damn, he's acting like he's gonna hit her. That's kind of intense. <laughs> That's another thing about this movie is the tone is wildly all over the place. <laughs> wildly yeah. all over the place. It's like a goofy, like, having fun with your friends. Starting a record company business, and then also like Russell's gonna get killed, and then um, at one point LL Cool J almost gets shot by um, the producer for Crush Groove. Because <laughs> when they come in, they're like, uh, "Auditions are over," and he reaches into his coat and he's like, "Did you you dumb? You didn't hear those auditions are over? Play, hit the box, <laughs> hit the box." And then when they're walking out, they're like, "Damn, you almost shot him." <laughs> So like you got the fat boys like oh you could eat <laughs> yeah. so it's it's everywhere <laughs> so it's like oh damn he's gonna hit a woman <laughs> but uh, she's like all right well I'll do it then but first I need to put on these really long socks like she's taking forever to get ready to like help out Russell Wilson <laughs> I mean Russell, Russell Wilson <laughs> Russell Wilson needs help too does he still play for the Seahawks I don't even know. <laughs> <clears throat> Whatever happened to that guy? He won a championship, and then he gave up. Man, at least he's not raising futures, baby. Like the... You're looking for a name. I'm going to give it to you. Panthers quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know his name? Is he Russell's? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I don't know much about football. Remember when Pusha T, like, a couple summers ago, I think it was, when him and Drake were having a beef, and he's like, Drake, you are hiding a child. <laughs> <laughs> Surgical summer. <laughs> Man, that's so good. Remember when uh, Drake is all up in everybody's shit, like he actually plays for the Toronto Raptors? <laughs> he's the mascot, isn't he? <laughs> no, I'm just, pretty sure the mascot's a dinosaur. That like interview a, he did after... Uh, Game one, when they won at home, 
um, this is so Canadian. He's like, yeah, we're really out here in Toronto, eh? eh? We make sure we, this is like a college team. We take care of the team. We make sure the stadium's clean, eh? eh? We're a good city. And that Toronto deserves this, eh? Tuna sandwiches. <laughs> Go back to Degrassi. <laughs> How spinner these days? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the, which dude was that? His white friends that had a lift? Yeah, that's the one. You're the one that fucking watched it. How do I know oh. which one it is? Well, I mean, I was I like, I come home from work every day, and you and Stephanie be on the couch watching fucking Degrassi. I mean, what the fuck are you else are you gonna watch <laughs> at six o'clock on a Thursday? <laughs> Anything. Oh, <laughs> Degrassi was cutting edge. They shot. They shot Jimmy. Um, <laughs> too old for it. Too old. <laughs> yeah, because because <laughs> we're like fucking twenty two. No, I was like nineteen <laughs> or twenty. You're older than that motherfucker. <laughs> No, because it was right when I first started dating Stephanie, and she like just turned eighteen, and I wasn't quite twenty yet. Whatever, it's still too much. Yeah, it was crazy when Drake got like popular a few years later, and I was like, <laughs> the Degrassi kid <laughs> really? started from the bottom. Now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? Wait, what? From the, from the bottom? A Canadian <laughs> TV like, show? Uh, I know, like your dad wasn't in the picture, but like you see, like seemed wildly suburban. I, <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't. He would not be appearing in Def Jam records. I'd like to see them do a crush groove about uh, the Toronto musicians. It'll be Drake, um, The Weeknd, and I don't know. Seth Rogen. People always try to <laughs> act like there's some like hip hop scene in Toronto. It's like <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You're too closely related to New York, so I don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, that's my thing is um, East Coast. So what? Hip-hop wasn't good until they made it to the West Coast. <laughs> you need to get a shot. <laughs> By who? I don't know. <laughs> There's not real shooters out here anymore. We're <laughs> just pretending on the internet. Fucking clout sharks. <laughs> it's like professional wrestling. Like, <laughs> that's like what rap beef is now. Yeah, I mean, which is good, actually good. That's I mean, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, there. Yeah, I don't think everyone needs to be getting shot all the time and stuff. So, can we start brief with Drake? No, that's how our podcast is going to take off. Fuck yeah, Drake. All right, listen here, Drake. You are hiding a child. Also, I have three children. None of them are hidden. Remember, not long ago, when he was like flirty texting with the little girl oh, from Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, that was weird. Everyone just forgot about that? He's a pedophile, right? <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Someone's gotta let Bobby know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no one's brought that up in a while. Like, anytime they interview him for the NBA, they should be like, uh, Hey, you remember you were hitting up that little girl? No, just like, hey, so what's Eleven up to? <laughs> I, I could never be like a reporter, oh, me or, like not not in one of those positions, because I'd straight up just be like, "I'm a fuck with Drake. <laughs> I'm gonna put this fool on blast." Because like, who cares? What's, <laughs> what's Drake gonna do? I was talking to somebody uh, about Drake one time, and they, like, I don't know, man. Like Drake seems really smart. It seems like he has it all together. I'm like, the motherfucker that impregnated a French porn star has it all together. I mean, if he loved her. <laughs> He didn't. It was a one-night stand. Oh. Well, no, he doesn't have it all together. <laughs> yeah, because, um, I mean, I know we all want to get in there and just spray the walls, right? You know? Like, you want to be like Russell Simmons. Of course. But sometimes. Like business candles, give him business time. Yeah, sometimes you got to gotta put a condom on. <laughs> sometimes. 
Most so, of the time. Sometimes <laughs> it's not all you can eat. <laughs> all you can eat. Three ninety nine. I can. Can you? That's also. I'm fucking three ninety nine to borrow. Yeah. So, oh the 80s. my god! What the hell? Four dollars. <laughs> you can't get like any buffet for four dollars. Maybe like, what's the hometown buffet? The one we have out here. Yeah, you can't get hometown buffet for 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 four, no four dollars. Maybe if you're like a senior citizen. Not the early bird special. <laughs> Well, uh, me and some of my friends came up with a slogan for that place a few years ago when we lived down the street from it. It was just, got nothing to do all day, come into the hometown buffet. Because, <laughs> uh, like, why else would you be there, you know? Like, maybe if the air conditioning goes out in your house. <laughs> let's go chill the hometown buffet. Better, better places to chill. I mean, I'd probably friend. splurge and go to, like, Golden Corral or something. <laughs> like, go look at all the fat Americans and the chocolate fountains I'm, and stuff. I'm just saying, like, um... Uh, Peter Piper has all you can eat lunch buffet. And, yeah, but it's uh, only a couple hours. Yeah, but you can still hang out there after you're done. No, nah, they'll kick me out. They'll be like, "Sir, you're causing a ruckus." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "These kids don't know how to play Street Fighter Two. Give me some real competition. <laughs> there ain't no Street Fighter Two, <laughs> Peter Piper anymore. They can have real video games there. It's all ticket games. Ah, that's where the money's at, though. Mm-hmm. A little money situation. Yeah, I mean, half the time they don't have air hockey anymore. Oh, they don't I have know this because I got three kids and I take them to Peter Piper. Drake, where are you taking your son? Fuck you. Nowhere. Takes them to the Raptor games. No, he doesn't. In his balls. <laughs> That's where he keeps all his sons. I can just imagine like Drake pulling a gun on you and being like, uh-huh, All right, <laughs> mister. <laughs> You've talked enough guff, eh? <laughs> I'm sorry I have to do this to you. Eh? But I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to pop you. I'm going to have to ask you nicely to leave, sir, eh? <laughs> eh? Yeah, Drake's a wimp. Weakest in the game. He's just gotten, like, a pass from so many people, too. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Oh, hey. to tie it back into Charles Gambino from the beginning of uh, this episode, I believe Charles Gambino told a story where he had an interaction with uh, Drake and some of the OVO guys, the Toronto nerds, where they were like, they tried to like test uh, Donald Glover and his brother's metal. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, to make sure that they were like, you know, real hood and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you guys are from Canada. <laughs> 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 Which is like, yeah. I swear to God. Obviously, there's if like... If Drake tries to test me, I'm punching him right in the fucking there's face. There's for sure real hard men, real criminal shit going on in Canada. Drake no. is not involved. Yeah. <laughs> if the motherfucker from Degrassi <laughs> is not involved yeah. in that shit. <laughs> Drake's not involved. No. <coughs> nah. Nah. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. He's about as tough as uh, the one fat boy who's scared to perform. No, that one fat boy grew up in the Bronx, so... Well, he's way point. tougher than Drake. That's a good point. <laughs> the Bronx. I assume it's the Bronx. Bronx. Could be Brooklyn. I mean, it's the five boroughs, right? Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, Bronx, Manhattan. Um, who, who, where we forget? Staten Island. That's not one of them. I think, yeah, yeah, it is. <coughs> but everyone makes fun of it. The white one, <laughs> Staten Island. I think Queens is kind of white. Too. Yeah, but I mean, like the white hickey one in Staten Island. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone makes fun of Staten Island. But I mean, I don't. The only thing I know about New York is like from uh, listening and/or watching to Jesus and Mero. So I don't know. Uh, it just seems seems pretty corny out there. I learned everything I know about New York from The Simpsons. Oh, the episode where they go to New York. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Remember the pimp guy in the background when he runs, the way they animate him. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> skipping, like, doing a pimp walk, but, like, really huge steps. That is always pretty cool. Uh, I guess we... I mean, I'm not done clowning on Drake or New York. No, we'll but go for Drake next we'll, week. Sure. <laughs> we'll talk about it some more. The resolution of this movie is Run just gives Russell money. Yeah. Like, he probably should have just... After Run signed that deal, you know, since they're brothers, he probably should have just been like, hey, man, I'm in trouble. Can I get like $5,000 real quick? Especially since it was their pressing records that for Run DMC, for Run DMC right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You probably just talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get it sorted out. Uh, problem easily solved. But uh, no, because his dad earlier in the film put so much pressure on him about some God bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this is God's plan. God's plan. <laughs> yeah, because remember, God's like, plan. I think God's testing you to see if you could do it on your own. And then he has God's like plan. flashbacks to it. And he's like, yeah, that definitely seems like something God would do. <laughs> the, the omnipotent, omnipresent, omnibenevolent God is uh, trying to get me beat to death to <laughs> teach me a lesson. Yeah, yeah. About um, strength or some shit. <laughs> I feel like if you are incredulous about that, you clearly haven't read the Bible because there's plenty of shit like that in the Bible. Yeah, but I mean... I mean I, the I'm fucking story about, of Job is crazy. Yeah. I'm just, you know, in everyday life to be like, oh, yeah, this is... God's testing me. Well, I mean, if you if you grow up in that religious family, then... And your dad's a reverend. Yeah. I can see it. I could see it. It's just like, yeah, well, I don't get it. That's terrible. Way, that's <laughs> a pretty terrible way to live. <laughs> Probably knock that off. Not do that anymore. Hey, one more uh, Drake thing. Uh, you know that song, uh, Kiki? Do you love me? Every time he says it, I picture a cat. Cause well, because baby Kiki, <laughs> yeah, Stephanie in the in calling kittens Kikis. Yeah. <laughs> Kiki, yeah. do you love me? And I picture like a little man, like a dude, like dancing with a cat. <laughs> 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 Yeah, um, I haven't. I'm not too familiar with that song because, like, uh, Drake. But I'm not super familiar with it. But then I also listen to the radio, mm. and so unfortunately, sometimes I'm forced to listen to Drake. I haven't heard listen to the radio in um, years. I don't know. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, I could see that because uh, kittens are kikis, and I was also could just be talking about a little girl. <laughs> Drake's got weird lady problems. <laughs> He's a fucking predator. He's grooming people. Oh, like a fucking Hotline Bling song should... I mean, if you really listen to it, it makes Drake seem like a fucking creep. Uh, really? Yeah. I've never really checked out the lyrics. I just remember when all the cool edits people did. <laughs> that was, that was, that was like the best part of that. Hotline Pizza. I can't believe... Alright, so... I understand how the video was turned into a meme and then became very entertaining that way. Mm-hmm. But for real, like the first week that video was out, oh, people is lame. People just actually legitimately liked the video, and it was like, motherfucker, he's just in like vaporwave lights doing bad dances. <laughs> like, what? How is this? I swear it was made just to be a template for memes, which is some great marketing. But for there to be people, early adopters that were just like, this is the best music video ever. Would you've got no taste? You've not seen. Uh, I forgot. This is this is several years before Rammstein's Deutschland comes out. So <laughs> no one knows what it's like to see a real music video. <laughs> Man, they must have spent so much fucking money on that music video. In the Rammstein one? Yeah, in Deutschland. I, what's the most expensive music video of all time? Isn't it still Thriller? It might be just because Thriller is like 40 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> That's a music video. 
the thriller. He's got to have uh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price in it, yeah. <laughs> return of the fly. Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Oh, return of the fly. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Glenn Danzig like sang that line for so long. <laughs> if you want to scream, scream with me. I fucking I love, love early I love, Misfits. Yeah. Uh, actually, when I was watching this movie, oh, when like Run DMC comes out and like you know they're fucking slapping and stuff, I was like, what if Run DMC like you know like fucking straight away Run DMC performs and then all of a sudden here's the Misfits. Like what? <laughs> that'd be like fucking the coolest show ever. I feel like <laughs> for like 1985. I don't know, Kyle. I'm about to go see Blink 182 and Little Wayne. That's crazy. I can't believe they're playing together. It's so interesting. <laughs> like, we were talking about this off mic, I think, but like, I, I don't know what demographic they're going for, but here I am. <laughs> they're going for the demographic of people who listen to music in the years 2004 to 2010. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, supposedly they're, they're going to play all of Enema of the State because it's the 20th anniversary of that album. Mm-hmm. And I that is the last Blink-182 album I bought was Enema of the State. Yeah, but that's also like 1999 or 2000 or something, right? Uh, yeah, it would have been 2000, I think, or oh, in 99 because it's uh, 20 years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the same time uh, Phantom Menace came out. It might be the first album that I actually bought with my own, like, personally, money. yeah, yeah. I think mine was AFI, The Art of Drowning, because there's I, no art to it. I, because uh, I, I was just, I was just a little bit more punk rock than you, <laughs> 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 just honestly, just slightly, though, <laughs> like one degree. <laughs> It was, it was AFI. I mean, to be fair, you were listening to my uh, Blink-182 album, and then you bought AFI, so I don't know. Well, yeah, I was into Ska around the Blink-182 times, mm-hmm. like Goldfinger, less than Jake. But then I, I was like, Goldfinger too. this is like baby stuff. I need to move on to the real shit. I don't know that Goldfinger is less less is less or more baby than AFI. Yeah, no, but AFI had like spooky album covers and like... Maybe Brownie Bottom Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> or I want a mohawk, but mom won't let me get one. <laughs> but <clears throat> AFI has had quite a career, though. I would go see AFI any day of the week. Like, fucking, they're still good. I don't care. The last album was pretty boring, but fucking AFI, man, that's the shit. AFI, Tiger Army, um, Rancid, US Bombs. I would not see U.S. bombs now. Dwayne <laughs> Peters is crazy. <laughs> That's there why I would see them. He's gone insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy McVeigh was framed. <laughs> That's... That's the hook of one of their new songs. <laughs> I, I I found that out. I think we talked about this on a podcast or maybe off air, but I found it out because I was looking... Uh, I was looking for the Huns and I <clears throat> ran into some Dwayne Peters some new, uh, uh, new songs. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's what happens like when you spend your entire life skateboarding and doing drugs, drugs and being in a punk band. You just like take it to the first extreme where like you can't trust the government about anything, including the Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like I get like not trusting the government and maybe wanting to learn more about the Oklahoma City bombing, but Timothy McVeigh uh, very openly admitted he did it. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing, though. I, like, people, people all have trouble with nuance, no matter what it is, and, and it's whether it's like, oh, I can't trust the government, or because it's the same thing. You, like, I don't know. Why well, do I get you're saying? Because there's um, left, you right, middle, center. A lot of people don't trust the government, but they it's to various extremes, and for 
shittier and shittier reasons. Like, I can't trust the government because they're making FEMA death camps rather than don't trust the government because uh, they don't fucking work for you. Right. You know, right? I mean, like, they're not, they're looking at the wrong thing. Well, the thing, the government is, I'll say evil in the way it operates, but it's really mundane and bureaucratic and banal, like the evil yeah. that it it's commits. It's like passive evil. Yeah, it's not like we're going to go commit atrocities and trick you guys about them. Yeah. It's like, no, it, this shit just doesn't and work and we have, don't care. Um, I think just people have a problem recognizing the um, the machinery yeah. of the system and you know the, what it actually causes. And so they think that there's someone who's actively steering the ship. Yeah, which there's not. <laughs> yeah, we just we're just out of control. It's just, there's definitely people exploiting the yeah. chaos, but mostly but it's just this shit's just happening. We're just careening through space, guys. There is yeah. no wheel. <laughs> and then a lot of people, I think, do, they want it to be like a movie, you know? Yeah, like we like gotta, there's like something we can defeat. And yeah, like it has to be something real, tangible that we can understand, not just that this weird nebulous. The economic system we created kind of doesn't work for everybody, and we don't have a good solution to fix it. And a lot of people aren't trying because it benefits them not to. And like, rather than dealing with all these complex philosophical, socio political thoughts. No, nah, the government's just evil, and they want to commit white genocide or something. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm sometimes they are actively evil. Like, oh, I, yeah, I mean, like the shit in the border camps right now, right? Yeah, that's actively evil. Uh, and then, of course, the Japanese internment. I was just thinking about modern examples. Oh but yeah. yeah, I mean, shit, like the fuck. Like, this is worse than Japanese internment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is just uh this is actively just really evil. Yeah, like, we don't consider you human beings, and we don't care, and we're going to hurt you and your family. And uh, says the cops to black people. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's no, kinda... cops are heroes, hero police. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, it's a cliche at this point, but ACAB, there's a reason it's cliche. Because they don't ever get better. <laughs> they just hurt people. And, uh... Wow, we, this is a... We are ending on a down note. Fuck Drake! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're watching, um... Uh, a TV movie next time. It won an Emmy. Uh, starring the Goot. It's called The Day After. The Day After. How hard do you think it'll be to find on the internet? I don't think it'll be that hard. Okay. If I... If you have any trouble, I should... I think I, we'll but by legal means, I mean... I'll well, find it legally, of course. I think Amazon has an oh. Amazon Prime, so. Oh, I mean, it did win an Emmy. Yeah, I, I mean, I've watched it once before. I actually watched it in uh, in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. It's about uh, nuclear fallout. Yeah, it's basically it just follows a bunch of families the day after a nuclear war happens. Oh, it's like a shit. <laughs> that that reminds me of a hot take I saw on Twitter from uh, I don't know remember who it was, but it's some random like. Yeah idiot who just has political opinions that are bad <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> maybe but they were just like <laughs> all you guys out there who read like socialism and communist theory and philosophy you what you really need to do to understand how bad communism is watch hbo's chernobyl <laughs> 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 so, put, i don't put down those goddamn books God damn, it's like the same people that are like, you You just need to know read Animal Farm or you'll understand why communism's evil. I'm like, well, I don't, you maybe need to read Animal Farm again if that's your take on it. I think the whole point is like, it doesn't matter what animals are in charge. And this is the same thing with Chernobyl is 
you know, blind loyalty to the system is bad. Yeah, that's the thing is, um, uh, communism, as perpetuated by the USSR, was shitty authoritarianism. And authoritarianism is bad all over the place. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't immediately negate, uh, the possible uh, philosophical or economic benefits of socialism, communism, or reading about the ideas. Yeah, because there's plenty of socialist uh, policies in uh, in place now in places like Denmark and Norway. Mm-hmm. They're doing all right. Yeah, that's not true socialism, though. Let's, <laughs> but then the argument would be, well, then why can't we adopt them? Because that's fucking socialism. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, vote for Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean... I don't know. Don't vote for anyone yet. <laughs> yeah, because you're not allowed to. Well, it's way early. <laughs> We're not, we haven't even had a, like yeah. one debate in the Democratic yeah. primaries yet. Let's not worry about this, guys. Yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. Unless um, they're all just wieners, anyways. A bunch of wieners. Not it's, Tulsi Gabbard. No one has stood up and said we need to completely dismantle the government and start over. That's the candidate I want to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, good luck. You're yeah. gonna find that guy. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I mean, honestly, I fuck. If someone came out and said that, I wouldn't trust them. There's almost no revolutions that that ended up the way the people that started the revolutions wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, and hear me out on this, all the revolutions that have happened before, there's too many hands in the pot. You know? <laughs> there's too much, uh, too many, too many different groups and ideas getting in there. What we need is just one really smart, one really strong man, if you will, <laughs> to just. Start a revolution and tell us what we need. <laughs> you know, something like uh, Stalin Part Two. <laughs> Maybe a little Mussolini. Yeah, I gotta be honest. That's how the the French Revolution ended that way. <clears throat> yeah, Napoleon. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, I mean, the, the the Russian Revolution didn't start that way. Oh no, not at all. It Trotsky. Was, who? It was a workers' revolution. It really was, and then someone capitalized on it mm-hmm. and got power from that's it. what makes me nervous on people like all the like socialists or people that are spouse uh communism or her russian stalinist communism like well mm, no there like, you know you're, you're wrong. Wrong. fuck you're off <laughs> it's cool that uh he came through lenin even though lenin did not want him to have power i i understand why you're dumb enough to make that connection that somehow that makes him good but no, I was kind of. I'm like even Lenin. Like was, yeah, that's my problem. No Lenin's one is like, like. I have the same problem. The people that hold up Lenin are the, like the same people that hold up like um, I don't know, our the founding fathers. Like yeah, no one true. is wholly a good person. No, they're gray. They did shitty things. Lenin did plenty of shitty sh- things. I don't. It's like I don't know. Don't your your blind loyalty to one philosophy or the other uh, unnerves me. Yeah, the problem is. Um, doesn't seem like there's a solution. There isn't. It's but. not. <laughs> but. There's a bunch of little small shit we can do. There's no big solution because the big solution is to completely change um, the way humans interact with each other. In, in I don't the- know if that's true. I don't know if I believe in the, um, the the idea that capitalism is naturally inherent to humanity. Well, no, not necessarily capitalism. Well, but- that's the argument people make a lot of time is, oh, this is nature. This is how nature operates. Well, I mean, like, like, well, humans are generally collectivists, but not. I mean, the collectivists in small groups. Yeah, but once that's the thing. Um, 
There's a book called Sapiens that was unfortunately written by a member of the Israeli Defense Forces. <laughs> but he is also a biologist. This part is good, definitely. All this is getting cut after we talked about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're, they're going to say I'm an anti Semite. Yeah. <laughs> after I say we're watching the, the day after, you guys aren't going to hear any of this. Um, but yeah, he does talk about how the, the, the only way to make our society operate on the global scale that it does is the belief in shared myths. Yeah, well, I mean, so that's... we all just kind of, you know, we have to, like, like you said, yeah, humans are uh, collectivists, but we're also tribal to mm-hmm. a certain extent, and that's why people work well in small communities and don't welcome outsiders and blah blah, which are not necessarily beneficial to a global society. And to exist in a global society, we do have to make all these strange concessions to mythology essentially like oh the power of democracy and capitalism and these are myths we don't know there's not there's not some truth handed down from a god you know it's yeah. just the american constitution is good i guess like we're all like we we all kind of bought into that right just because everyone's like well society needs to function somehow <laughs> so sure i believe it but i'll never let a goddamn soldier sleep in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> it's, it's in the Constitution. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm all about it. They'll never take away the Third Amendment. <laughs> all right, so you also can't be brought up on a writ of retainer. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically just the government saying you're guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we were talking about this before the podcast, but like, a lot of people spend a lot of time in jail before they're convicted. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Uh, you're guilty before you're guilty? Yeah. <laughs> Just because the, the system's broke. Again, we talk... I don't know. We'll, fuck it. End of end of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking McVentureProductions.com. Fuck Drake. Um, Go to the, McVenture Productions. Uh, Def Jam ends up being okay. Uh, Russell Wilson becomes their manager, which I don't think that's what happened. I think the Def Jam just... Uh, Made a bunch of money and Russell Simmons became super rich, right? Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's the movie. It was uh, pretty good. It was exactly what I expected. Some goofy 80s shit. McVentureProductions.com. This is a cult space force. Um, Kids a commander. Uh, fucking look out for some cult-related merchandise. <laughs> uh, government, don't listen to this episode. It's going to come across as pretty weird. Like we're starting some sort of doomsday cult. I'm pretty sure they, uh, they listen to every episode. There's just some program that uh, trolls through everything and then kicks it to somebody if a certain keyword comes up. There might be a few of those in this one. I mean, there's probably some in every... We're probably on a watch list at this point, you yeah. dumb bastard. <laughs> Whatever, these are my beliefs. This is goddamn... I thought this is America. I believe in this shit. I'm going to start a cult in uh, Guyana. It's going to be called uh, Kizitown. <laughs> All right, Space Force. R.I.P. Space Force, probably. (laughs) We had a good run. Yeah.